so how are you coping with the crushing disappointment of that quarterfinal? Oh, the quarterfinal. Oh, mm. I thought you just meant my life. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, there is that too. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with it. Yeah. I think it's okay. It's yeah. fine. Yes. It's just a football match, really, isn't it? It is really. I And we played all right, so that's always good. And we didn't lose on penalties, so that's good. <laughs> no, but penalties were involved. We, but, uh, we didn't lose to Germany. <laughs> no. No, and that's really all you want out of life, isn't it? You want other teams at your level to have done a lot worse than you. Yes. And then you can think, OK, it's reasonably satisfactory. And anyway, it didn't matter because we won in the cricket. So, didn't you know, we? That's all that matters. That was yeah. glorious, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yes. So I think that's really what sport is all about. It's about, you know, it's not just about the joy of success. It's about seeing others fail and taking joy in that. Speaking of which, let's do a podcast. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to episode... uh, Oh, I have no idea. 224. Why? What is it about episode 224 written at the top of the running order that that you struggle with exactly? Well, the the reason is I've literally got in from work. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. We'll talk about I've had a Christmas lunch uh, which involved stuff. And, uh, Mm. oh, someone's knocking at the door. Come in. Oh, it's my my helpmeet and life partner. (laughs) Look, bringing you drinks. Hi, Claire. With a cup of tea. Oh, how wonderful. She's refusing to talk. No, I can understand. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean that indicates it because I've literally just come in, and uh, and so I actually we said should we just go for it, and we're going for it, and then I have to look yeah. at the thing, and then I have the running order in the wrong place, you know, and then it's all chaos. So I think, given that, it's remarkable any introduction <laughs> makes any sense whatsoever. <laughs> anyway, this is episode two hundred twenty-four of the Mid Faith Crisis podcast. My name is Nick Page. There is Joe Davis. Waiting for the impending failure that will surely come. In fact, I think that was a bit of a failure of an introduction, frankly. <laughs> so well done. I think waiting for the impending failure is sort of the mission statement of this podcast, isn't it? <laughs> it really sums it all up. It's probably certainly the episode title sewn up straight away, I think. Really. <laughs> well, listen, there's some good news. Um, Bob, the lovely Bob, who helps us on occasions... Uh, such as the one coming up next Tuesday at eight o'clock, um, has 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 put out extra chairs. He basically had to buy a license that allowed him to put out extra chairs in our Zoom meeting. Um, oh, okay. So so now we have a capacity, I believe, of five hundred. So it it will feel like Gosh. a church service with a few people knocking around in a huge building. So I think we've got, <laughs> I think we've got that kind of authentic vibe going on. So essentially, what you're saying here is we've got more, much more Zoom capacity than we need. Oh yeah, <laughs> because you don't get much choice. You buy the next block on, and that's oh, it. Okay, it's... yeah, well. So probably we should put some reverb on our voices just to sort of <laughs> make it know, give it that echoey feel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this is the uh, Mid-Faith Crisis Christmas Service, No Lessons and Carols, which is happening next Tuesday. It is. 
Now, do we have any last um, minute messages to listeners about the dress code or the uh, the drinks they should be bringing along? Well, I think I think we want them dressed, if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that would good. be my only code, to good be honest. Clothes. Well, well, it is freezing, so I think there's no, very no danger of yeah. <laughs> that not happening. <laughs> Drinks, I think, let's go anti-Baptist and insist on alcohol. Um, (laughs) That's not anti-Baptist. That's the very heart. I think that was a founding principle of the Baptist fathers, wasn't it? It's the Methodist. It's the Methodist. To embrace alcohol. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, Yeah, no, I think think it'll be good. You know, and, and so far we have, I think, we can agree put literally minutes of thought into this we have um, the special guest list just gets longer and longer so there it is uh next tuesday 20th of december mid-faith crisis um waiting for impending failure um <laughs> yes the, indeed the no lessons of cowards christmas service yeah uh, do do join us if you can and you can sign up by following the link in the show notes or on the website yeah that'd be great so what's happening with you, my friend? Uh, well, uh, just, you know, life's getting busy. I mean, in my line of work, um, this this starts to get towards the busy time of year, sadly. So um, that's how it works. We've been we've been meeting and greeting our Ukrainian refugees. And uh, that's been both sort of, you know, lovely to do, but quite humbling. I mean, these people turn up at a house in England with literally all their possessions in bags and rucksacks on their back and things. And it sort of, it always has the effect of sort of putting my financial wise, because I do tend to worry about finances. I don't know whether you know. No, I not noticed that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that does, that is quite a tonic for that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, just trying to get money from them and the vouchers they're entitled to and, you know, the, yeah. dealing with the bigs sort of machine that tries to deal with refugees but inevitably creaks um yeah so that's good but all of which actually has led me to a place of deep gratitude for our lives for you know to have work and and for our listeners actually who have been mm. so kind and generous and you know that's lovely yeah no it's lovely i do feel genuinely grat- grateful so yeah good I was talking to a friend of mine earlier and uh, we were I was saying, you know, how much my prayer life these days is is gratitude. Mm. Really. Much much more than request or yeah, uh, other kinds of stuff. It's it's thankfulness and gratitude and uh, and even that has its complexities obviously and its its difficulties, but I think I think it's certainly better than ingratitude. I think we could yes, say exactly. that about it really. And if I had a jumper like yours, I'd, I'd feel very grateful as well. What a beautiful thing. So here's the thing. I've had, uh, I've been at the Christmas dinner, been at work's <laughs> Christmas dinner and um, with a cheese board. You'll be glad to oh, hear I ordered, I ordered the cheese board <laughs> instead of a dessert and uh, and I wore a Christmas jumper. I, I, it's a Christmas jumper that was bought for me by my my beloved helpmeet who just came through um, and she Got it at a certain supermarket, so it is a Christmas jumper you'd, with with. You'd never guess which one, would you? <laughs> it's a Christmas jumper with Aldi on the front, so it's more like a billboard. It is than a jumper. But, it's uh, a beautiful there we are. thing. We'd like a photo of it, please. <laughs> and actually, I was just thinking, 
We should have a works uh, Christmas we should. lunch, shouldn't we, really? And, it, and then I thought, actually, we did used to have them because we used to meet up in, in sort of January time, didn't we, generally? Yes. Well, a few years we did it, meet up in January, for what we grandly termed planning. <laughs> and... I'm sure we planned how to get to the bar. I mean, there must have been elements of planning in it. As I recall, we tended to plan exactly the same things each year. We, we, we'd come up with, oh, this year would be good if we did this. It would be good if we had these downloadable resources. It would be good if we had yeah. this merchandise. And, and then a year later, we'd meet up, have a nice meal and say exactly the same thing. Um, Maybe an element of that, yeah. yeah. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, that happens anyway. What else is going on? How are you? Uh, well, um, doing a lot of uh, doing a lot of packing, clearing out, uh, yes. going to the dump, all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's therapeutic. Well, yeah, okay. So maybe, but actually, I find it slightly depressing as well. I think I think one of the most depressing places on earth is the small appliances bin at the dump. Oh, because it's just full of stuff that. You can't repair or isn't getting repaired or possibly could be repaired, but nobody is repairing. No, true. And it just seems to be like a temple to overconsumption, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, when you put it like that, that is depressing. I was choosing to put the more positive spin on of, of decluttering your life and doing that. But yes, thank you. Uh, thank, <laughs> thank you for you bringing for that dark lining to that <laughs> silver cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Again... Another little mission statement there. Um, found a great book, which I gave to somebody for Christmas. It's called uh, The Secret Life of the Pencil, Great Creatives and Their Pencils. That is such a Nick Page book. I thought you'd like to know about that. It's basically pictures of pencils. <laughs> why, why am I not by surprised? It, owned by designers and artists and things like that. It's their pencil. And did you read it before you wrapped it up and gave it to someone? Is that what you're no, saying? I'm not, no, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I just gave it away. No, it's good. It's nice. Anyway, uh, I'll share that. I'll put that in the show notes because I know some people who'd like that. Um, yeah. And here's the thing. I may, This may not sound like a big thing. And in fact, compared to your weeks, because, you know, when we often have these, how are you? Mm, yeah. You've often like you know, been out to concerts or oh, I walked to the nature reserve or oh, I saw an eagle dancing on a pole in front of me. That's your kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> A pole dancing um, eagle. A pole dancing eagle. <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of that round here. <laughs> they gradually take the feathers off. <laughs> it's not very exciting unless you're another eagle, I'll be honest. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, what a terrible podcast. Anyway, um, whereas I got really excited this week because I made a really great shepherd's pie. Oh, that's a good reason to be excited. That's a beautiful yeah. thing. And And I... I've thought about cooking a bit because you know I've always liked cooking. You love cooking, and, and you're I think very good. I think what's well, thank you. But I think what's changed is is I like cooking simple things now really well if I can. Mm. You know, there's something about oh, it, yeah, no. the simplicity of a kind of comfort meal like that. Oh, and isn't it comforting when it's cold? A she- oh, that's shepherd's pie. I want one now. That's well, a thing of beauty. Fabulous. Yeah, it is well, a of course, I'm I'm the only meat eater in the house, so I'm now going to eat it for the next four weeks or something. You know, it's, oh, it's going right? to go on and on. Oh, you right? just yeah. you just made it for you. I made a big one, and uh, you know, sadly, <laughs> there's no one to share it with. No, me. 
<laughs> and you just what do you just give the potato peelings to the rest of the family? Here, have some, have this. I've oh, got no, my they, meat. They, they have their own stuff, of, you know, sort of fake meatballs and oh. bacon. It's called, isn't it? Oh Vegan dear, bacon, and they have all that. You yeah. know, they have soya chunks and all that kind of stuff. Delicious. It's, it's not. It's not the same. <laughs> anyway, that's that's me really. It's not 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 anything special, but that's, that's my week really. Okay. Well, well, here we are, and and it's only what is it, ten or eleven days till Christmas. So, mm. yeah, we bet we better get a move on, haven't we? Listen, before we go any further, can I just give a quick shout out to Phil and the Barley Brethren, who I know you know of. Yeah, um, yeah, met met some of them. Yeah, you have. Uh, barley named barley brethren after its use in brewing i believe um and they're based in vancouver and uh, we've had some uh, lovely correspondence with them this week so thank you um lovely people that's quite like an update because the barley brethren first got in touch with me some some time mm. back about i think it was about the dark night of the shed and they'd set up this group mm. and their 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 motto was six guys six weeks six beers yeah it's beautiful and they would meet for six weeks and discuss a beer and talk about life and faith and all kinds of stuff. But they, that was some time ago, and apparently they're still going. So it was perhaps a the long six time weeks ago. and the yeah. six beers has got slightly extended. I'd be interested to know how many they've uh, they've done. Well, there. Phil was telling me they've probably tried more beers than we've had episodes now, and since we're on two hundred and twenty-four, that's wow. good going. Yeah, that is good going. Yeah. Look, this has been extraordinarily bad so far, so should we get on to some feedback? By all means, yeah. Okay, so, right, first of all, from Lovely Phil, says this. Uh, Hi, Joe, in the latest podcast, you asked, how are you going to help people get into the Christmas story without it just feeling weird? I did ask. I think I asked you that. He says, one of the things I do each year is watch the BBC mini miniseries the nativity from 2011 he says i'm not suggesting it's 100 percent historically accurate or that events happened exactly as portrayed but for me it makes the christmas story feel real might not have happened like this but it could have done the characters feel real the events feel real at the very least perhaps this retelling of the story might help make it less of a problem uh with love and best wishes and that's from phil and yes it is an excellent series uh i watched it i even had a copy once I think we had it for the church. It's very good. Do you remember it? I do remember it very well. Yeah. Um, I mean, historians will always argue over certain things and, you know, that's what they do. Um, but I do think that that series felt much more likely. Yes. As it were. Yeah. Yeah. Than, than some other presentations. Um, and it got the social dynamics mm. uh, more correct, I think. Um, in some ways, you know, Um I think it wasn't so strong on the arranged marriage bit as well, I could remember. Because obviously every marriage in Bible times was a, was an arranged marriage. But, um, yeah. you know, yeah. I think it's I think it's really good. And I know, actually, I think I'm right in saying that, that they were due to do a follow-up. They were going to do more of the Old Testament All right. in the same style. But yeah. um, but they ran out of budget. And, <laughs> um, yeah. and so it got cancelled. But one of the interesting things that they were going to do, and again, this might be... This might be seen as putting a, 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 the darkness in the silver lining of this rather nice <laughs> idea. You know, they were going to look at uh, Noah's Ark. Oh, right. And, uh, and one of the things that was going to happen is when the floodwaters go back, they were going to have the, you know, the Ark open and people coming out and, and the whole place sort of strewn with corpses, <laughs> which it would have been. Because yeah. if you think about it, all the water would have gone down and all, you know, there'd be sort of rather horrible things everywhere. 
So yes. no wonder Noah invented wine. I mean, after that, because <laughs> yeah. you've got to cheer yourself up somehow. You know what? Thanks. Thanks. Well, that's another cheery bit to add on to that particular I'm, I'm on a story. bit of a roll. You are on a roll. Can we move on? Dickens says yeah. this. Uh, Dear Nick and Joe, sorry for putting you second in the greeting, Joe. It's OK. I'm over it. Uh, but this is more to Nick. He says, I'm using your Christmas baubles book as my alternative Advent devotional. I think the book's a winner and encourage all mid-faith devotees to dig out their copy or go and buy one and re-familiarise themselves with the baubles. Go on, read a few out next week well dickon on that very note we may be and i don't want to give much away here at the carol service be revisiting some of nick's baubles as it were <laughs> and that's what makes it such a special event it will that, be a yeah. special event <laughs> well uh, thank you dickon anyway thank you for that opening because uh yes that's very kind of you thank you yeah we will we'll, we'll maybe be talking a little bit about the book on tuesday so. but it is a good book and everyone knows it because i can't imagine there's a single listener who hasn't read that book not at this stage of the game no, sure. no. i wouldn't have thought so. not a proper listener anyway <laughs> he goes on he says joe your moment of joy was good to hear about your unnecessary rehearsing of angst encourages the rest of us who are prone to do the same the key surely is recognizing one our weakness and proneness to justify ourselves and two that there is a force that doesn't want us to delight in joyful moments whether you call that the world the flesh and the devil or something else more digestible we're all likely to fall for it picking ourselves up reconfiguring our heads and hearts and starting afresh is what we're made for and do better at the more practice we have strength to you uh, keep casting the pod and that's some dickon yeah thanks dickon that's true so i was talking about the experience where i had this really powerful thing within what seemed like seconds i'd lost the moment by fretting about something stupid yeah i love that uh, I, I love that phrase in there you're unnecessary unnecessary rehearsing of angst <laughs> i mean that that is so true of what we do isn't it <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> go over and over it um it was it on Worthing Pier you had this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because that is your place of epiphany, isn't it? You know, it really is. I mean, it's stunning this morning. Um, was it really stunning? Sun sunrise. I mean, that's just that's just what I call a lovely. It wasn't extra special. It was doesn't have to be extra special, really. It's lovely yeah. if that happens. But you know, it was just beautiful. And you know, you see the little grebes swimming around on the water there as well. Great crested grebes. Do the council know that you have these epiphanies on the pier? I don't think they do. Is it allowed? Is it? And there's a sign against it or something. <laughs> no. Yeah. Do warning. not epiph. <laughs> yeah. Do not epiph on the pier. No epiphing. <laughs> it's like those signs you used to get up in swimming pools, wasn't it? <laughs> no. No heavy epiphanies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. So uh, here's <laughs> so here's another one on attention, and this is from Vicky, and she says, "Dear Joe and Nick, I had a somewhat similar experience to Joe, but it felt different by the sound of it. My husband and I occasionally meditate together, as in we deliberately take time together to either listen to a guided meditation or to basically just sit together in silence. I generally enjoy this, but this week we did a guided meditation, and my mind was just not in the mood for quietening down." The bloke told us to breathe in and breathe out and so on and so forth. But instead of trying to quiet down my racing brain, I just let it go on and it felt pretty great. But the amazing thing was 
It was still kind of meditative in the end because it was as if I got an overview of the thoughts that were going on then and this kind of helped me get a sense of what was going to need attention next. So instead of trying to force myself to be in the moment, I accepted that I wasn't and it was okay too. That's quite good, isn't it? Mm. It is just that, that thing of not having too great an expectation, but just being there and turning up to it and accepting what's there. Anyway, she says, uh, so that was that. One example where I really tried to prioritise being in the present is at work. I'm currently working in a home with disabled people. There are seven residents. Uh, she says, sorry, I live in Switzerland. I'm not up to date with the politically correct term in English. So residents they are. Uh, two of them can't speak. And especially when it is just you and them, it is sometimes easy to drift away because there's no active and verbal dialogue. However, the more you pay attention to them, the more rewarding working with them becomes. As with transcendental moments, it's not the case that your attention is rewarded each and every time, but it definitely helps to set that attitude of attention and curiosity. She says, also, I usually work Saturdays and on my way home, I enjoy listening to you two while driving past deers and foxes and hedgehogs. Yes, we do live in the countryside. Thank you so much for your podcast. And that's from Vicky. Thank so you that's... very much, Vicky. There's lots in there. Um, I think it's fair to say that you're... Your epiphany, once again, had caused, you know, we had quite a few little messages about the whole attention thing and, we and have, all that kind of stuff, didn't we? Yeah. And I know you've you've talked about, you know, paying attention as being a great sort of key for spiritual growth, haven't you? You've talked about that quite a bit on the podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, a couple of years ago, before lockdown, uh, immediately, in fact, before lockdown, I was leading a, a week at on paying attention to God at Lee Abbey. Um, so yeah. I did a lot of thinking at, about it at that time. And then, of course, we had, we had you might say, a bit too much time to pay attention to things, <laughs> really. After that, there wasn't much else we could do. But I, I do think, you know, I'm, bit, I'm really struck by uh, Simone Weil's statement. You know, she's the French um, theologian philosopher. She said, um, attention is the only faculty of the soul which gives us access to God. Which Ooh. I think is a really interesting statement in that, hmm. you know, to, to actually pay attention to the divine, as you'd say, or pay attention to, I don't know, the gospel, pay attention to our prayers, pay attention, you know, right, right, int intentionality as well as attention mm. is really what makes um, the different mm. than what makes access to those moments possible. So in other words, you can't have that moment of epiph. <laughs> uh, unless you are paying attention to your surroundings, unless you've taken yourself, put yourself in that place. No, I get that. Yeah. And looking. And so it got me thinking about, well, what do you pay attention to? And we might have touched on this a couple of weeks ago, but I think it's worth drilling down into a bit. Um, you know, I think it's worth it's worth working out. What are those doorways? Yeah. What are, what, what are the equivalents of our peers? What are, what are the, the places that where paying attention will merit that. And I think what Vicky's great about is, is our work can be absolutely part of that. Serving others is, is a way actually of attending to our own souls at the same time as others. It's, it's um, you know, it's of being in the moment. Um, yeah. You know, so you can, you have attention to, to each other, attention to, or to art, for example, or objects, or attention to, to creation, attention to a craft that you're working at or something like that. All of those, I think, are ways to pray. 
So it's something about, isn't it, focusing down on something and not trying to do this kind of crazy multitask that we do most of the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. But to really be give attention to the actual thing that's happening here now and not in your head to be thinking about what you're going to be doing in 10 minutes time. Absolutely. Now, you know, I think one of the myths of mindfulness is that you can live there forever. Mm. You can't. You have to, you know, and you shouldn't. Because, you know, our past, so, you know, paying a visit to our past is a good thing to do. Yeah. Because it because it, it, it tells our story. It shows us things we value. Mm. It, 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 it helps us to ground where we're from. And old friendships, like our friendship, we spend a lot of time, you know, enjoying the past. Yeah. You know, and 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 as anyone who's listened to this podcast <laughs> will know, telling the same jokes, uh, reliving the past again and again, again and again, and so you do that, and that's that's not a bad thing. You know, the past is a good place to visit, but you wouldn't necessarily want to live there. And 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 the same about the future. You know, thinking you've got to think about the future. It's good to plan. Mm. Um, it's perhaps not good to do the kind of planning. We did. We talk about. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's totally net planning, but it's good. Everybody makes plans. That's a good thing. And mm. in a couple of weeks' time, when we come back, we'll be probably talking about our themes for the year and how we've done last year and that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, I think that's a good. That's a good thing to do. Um, so I think you have to have a mixed diet of this sort of attention economy, as it were. That's a terrible mixed metaphor. But, but I, what I would say is this: thinking about work is really important but it's never going to be as good as doing the work or as important as doing the work yeah and 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 in the same way any spiritual discipline thinking about praying is is a good thing to do we we talk a lot about prayer but mm. i don't think it's any substitute for actual praying at the end of the day <laughs> so you you kind of need both i think to keep you in the moment um does that does that kind of make sense or that Yes, I do agree, because I think, I mean, I take it more with the active stuff, not so much prayer, interestingly, because I I suppose my definition of prayer has changed quite a lot now. But I think it's right. You can think about doing activity as much as you like, but actually you've got to get around to actually being active. Yeah. So I get that. I get that completely. Um, I guess that's, yeah, that's not one of the things I struggle in. I, I think it's, well, I don't know. How, how is prayer working for you in terms of, you know, let's say, for argument's sake, I'm going to pray in five minutes time. And I said, I think about that and I, I get to five minutes time. and I go, right, now is the time to pray. What mm. tends, you know, the pattern previously has always been head goes berserk, you know, with mm. thoughts. Mm. And it, prayer's the last thing that happens in the traditional sense of the word. That and, and by that, I mean that sort of idea of focusing on God, focusing on what I want to say and ask for and what I'm giving thanks for and all that sort of thing. Um, that's the last thing that happens in a, in a sort of inverted commas prayer time because it's like I've actually bothered to slow down. Now my brain is ready to tell me everything I should be giving, a t- you know, yeah, thinking yeah, about. Yeah. So, but I, what I liked about um, this, this email uh, was... Um, Vicky saying that actually I just instead of resisting all those thoughts, I allowed them to be. But I was conscious of there was a whole yes. groundswell of thought. I was noticing yes. how that was happening. And, that, and and that seems to me that I wonder if that is prayer or if that ca- could be prayer. 
because I well, could... it's a form of attention, isn't it? You're noticing yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, w- what you're doing also is not necessarily uh, dwelling with it. You're not necessarily sort of being distracted by it. Um, you're you're identifying it. It's a bit like, you know, how they say that you, it's very difficult to deal with generalized anxiety, but if you can name the fear, it's easier to 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 deal with it. So That's to good, to yeah. name the distraction might be the same kind of uh, process. Um, I I mean, one of the great spiritual lessons I've learned in my life, I learned from our our mutual friend Kai, talking about things that would come and distract me. Mm. You know, when when I would go into a meeting, a Christian meeting or whatever, and and I'd try and go in with all humility. That was what Mm. I was there for. I was there Mm. to learn. And and every time I would sit there thinking, hang on a minute, why aren't I up there at the front? (laughs) Why is that not me? <laughs> and and your mind then spins off into what you would be saying and all this kind of stuff. And I took took this to to, to Kai at the time of spiritual direction. Yeah. And I, and I said, well, you know, the trouble is I can't. It it always happens. I can't. I I don't want it to happen, and it happens, and then I feel it ruins it. And he said, well, why don't you just say, there it is, and then move on. Yeah, it's good. In other words, your your whole energy is going into to preventing this thing from happen happening. Yeah. But actually, it's it's probably going to happen because it's part and parcel of who you are. So yeah. you 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 actually you treat it with a bit of 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 nonchalance almost. You go, oh, there's that thought, mm. and then you you think, oh, right, I've done that. I I don't need to spend any more time on that. Yeah, I could just move on. Well, you see, I, I think this is great. And, and this conversation could go a number of ways. But so, so let me just say this about that. I, I think sometimes the church hasn't helped us with this. And, you know, I haven't helped people with this because of the teaching that I've done that talks about sin and talks about, you know, we make such a thing about sin and sinful thoughts mm, and stuff mm. like that and how we must... We, we're sort of we failed before we've even started do you know what i mean so i i wonder whether just going all right there's there's my pride going again Mm, oh here i am react thinking i could do a better job than someone like that rather than shaming myself for having a sinful thought whatever that might be i think sometimes it is exactly that far more disarming to go yeah there's that rising up within me again there's 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 part of my humanity that wants to be in control or wants to whatever the sin happens to be lust or whatever i don't yeah. know but, yeah it wants know, to be the star yeah whatever it is there's there's that and once you can be honest about it with yourself and notice it i think it's much easier to then just move it to the side and come back to whatever if you're seeking just do you see what I mean? Sometimes you can make, like you say, you use so much energy in opposition, it becomes this big thing that consumes you. Whereas actually it's better to sit back a bit calmly and just go, do you know, there's that. Yeah, I think that's that's right. That's really helpful because actually, well, what it makes me think, I wonder whether this is where it comes from, is, you know, when you grow up, you grow up with the idea of any sin being a terrible sin. Yes, that's you right. Know, so there is the no... There's no grades in sin. You no. know, the smallest uh, 
fib is as bad as a mass murder? Well, because it's missing the mark, isn't it? You know, exactly. and if you jump over a cliff and you only miss it by one millimetre <laughs> or a hundred metres, it doesn't matter. You've still missed it. That's I mean, we were brought up on that. So yeah. it makes you paranoid. And I don't believe that anymore. <laughs> Do you? No, that's exactly. <laughs> this is so helpful because I think this is where this comes from. Is that you have that thought and you think, if I have a sinful thought like that, that's ruined the whole session. It's infected it because because the sin has come in. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it's a bit like, you know, the accounts of Luther who who would go to confession and then come out of confession and remember something he'd forgotten and go back in. And then he would be confessing of his own pride at confessing and get caught in this terrible feedback loop of, of <laughs> you know, uh, of shame. It's a revolving um, door on the confession booth. <laughs> I think it's true to say that his superiors sort of banned him from going for a bit because he was confessing too much. But, but I, I, that's how I felt. I would feel that this thing came in and that was it. The minute I felt that I, I had fallen so short of the mark that it was no good listening to what somebody was going to say in that session because I would never be the saintly figure that I was always destined to be in, in my mind. So, so it's much more helpful to go, look, it's not that bad. It's just a, it's just a thought that is allied to your character that is mm. not helpful and it's getting in the way and just let it go. I agree. Just sort of go, well, there, there it is. There's that again. And I think, you know, obviously what we want to do is learn to, to have good thoughts, to, to, to think well and to think, you, you know, godly thoughts, if you want to put it that yes. way. Yes. But the the road to that is filled with <laughs> clutter and distractions and loss. And, and actually, what's really important is that I, I think, you know, sins of behaviour, I think behaviour is really important. We, we tie ourselves up again. I think probably because of this doctrine about... Um, you know, well, it's by faith we're saved, not by works. But actually, it really matters how you behave. If you're someone who's got all the right theological thoughts and said all the right prayers and done that, but you're a complete... <laughs> to use a theological term. <laughs> to, to use a theological term. Now, I'm sorry, but that, that doesn't seem like faith in Jesus Christ to me at all. You know, that that... You know, and that's always really bothered me about the church. And it's bothered me about myself. I'm not pointing fingers at others. You know, I'm capable of being that. Um, and I know that. But but it does seem strange that faith became this very much about having right beliefs and not believing Christ. Like, and we're back back on that old ticket again. But but I think this stuff that we're talking about, and I love that Simon Vey quote that you said. What was it? Attention is the only... Attention is the only faculty of the soul which gives us access to God. Yeah. So I I think if people are still stuck in that kind of loop of, oh gosh, I've seen, oh man, sinful thoughts, oh I'm such a bad person. I, I think if you could, if you could take the heat out of that situation and say, listen, first of all, the divine is on your side <laughs> and for you. Secondly, you know, don't worry, because at the moment you're talking about a thought. You're not talking about an action or a behaviour at this point. It's just a thought, I'm assuming. Um, and actually, just just notice it. Take the heat out of the situation by just noticing it and go, do you know what? I know I'm I know I have these thoughts. I know I know I can think these things. I'm just going to put those to one side. I'm not even going to get rid of it because you probably can't get rid of it. I'm just going to move that to one side because actually in this moment I'm allowing this space for god or whatever i think that's what i do i might not have used that language before but i think that's what i do 
there's the thing that's nagging me about it all though joe now I'm, as i'm thinking yeah. about it more and more is that bit where jesus says it's as bad to think about a woman as to in that way as to do it yeah and and the idea of attaining that kind of perfection yeah um that may be something i'm gonna honestly have to come back to i think and think about that one but jesus was not above using hyperbole i mean like you know pluck your eye out if it's in i don't think i think he was just making a point that is true actually and he's probably talking about you know the fact that you can sort of dwell in those thoughts Mm. um it's it's about it maybe it's more about an indulgence in that kind of thing because everybody you know everybody human is going to lust after somebody else at some point Mm. That is part of what it is yeah. to be human. I remember our friend Steve Chalk used to talk about it. He said, you know, if you see a girl or a boy going down the street and you think, whoa, that's not necessarily lust. That's just good eyesight. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can say whoa anymore. Is that the 70s? Anyway, <laughs> I think uh, it probably is, I'm afraid. <laughs> well, you know, but it's it's a bit Sid James, isn't it? It is a whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but but you get the point you know that that there's that thing in there that makes life very difficult if we turn if we take jesus words maybe over literally in those senses yeah. it becomes almost Im- impossible um to escape it and we just we just we just and what was dickens phrase in the, in the unnecessary rehearsing of angst you know yes, that's, that's what we right. end up yeah. doing yeah exactly. over and over and over again which is really what i was indulging in Anyway, so, you know, gosh, well, I didn't, wasn't expecting this podcast to go off in that direction. But Nor was um, I. <laughs> well, th- there we are. That's quite fun, really. Um, t- should we just come back just to attention? Because it might be worth yeah. while thinking, OK, over the next few weeks, how can we be more attentive to God? Um, and I, I, I'd like to circle round to some of the stuff we've been talking about, about the narr- the narratives, the nativity stories. And mm. I think one of the ways we can do is is to attend to the voices we hear in those stories. Um, and and so to maybe move away from the big discussion about, you know, historicity or otherwise, which is where we were at I last agree. week. Yeah, but to, yeah. It'd be like a stained glass window. You can either focus on the window or you can you can look at the light shining through it. You know, and the window itself might not be a very good piece of art. Mm. It might actually be a, you know, so many like Victorian stained glass windows show a, a blonde white Jesus Christ. They're a complete historical nightmare, really. Yeah. But you can still enjoy, I think, the colours mm. and, 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 the, and light, the light yeah. behind them. So so I think that's one of the ways. Yeah. And and maybe picking up what Vicky said, you know, one of the ways is just to attend to one another. We'll be in, in proximity with one another over the next few weeks. We'll... It's a chance to sort of talk and to listen to one another. I do always think that listening to someone in, with with attention is a form of praying for them. Yeah, I do. Especially if you invite God into that into that moment. Um, so I, I think that. And then the third thing I was thinking about is, you know, look after yourself, attend to yourself, listen to your your own life. Um, mm. and, and I guess we'll pick up on this in the new year, when, as I was saying, when we think about themes. But, but. It's a good time, I think, to reflect, isn't it? This this time of year, definitely, and, definitely, and to in look, the darkness, look yeah. back and to look forward, and also to try as far as we can to live in the moment. Yeah, 
No, that's right. And I think, um, you know, Brian Draper this morning was talking about, you know, most of the time we avoid darkness. You know, we turn away from it. We turn very naturally towards light. But he says every now and then it is worth turning towards the darkness. He talked about doing night walks, actually, which is quite interesting. Yeah. But yeah, there's a total different sensory experience to walk at night. Um, and so, yeah, so I think I think that's right to give your attention um you know to well i suppose to life in its fullness which will surely include some dark dark okay. stuff as well but there's still learning there yeah great well um it's possible we should um attend to closing this podcast yes um, indeed <laughs> thank you to everyone who has uh, has written in uh, that's always yeah. so helpful um thank you to everyone who supports the podcast if you want to do that you can find more information on our web page which is midfaithcrisis.org correct also thank you to everyone who's planning who's who's booked a seat at the uh, carol service mm, we're look really forward looking forward to seeing you <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and thank you all for listening we probably should say this may or may not be the last episode before christmas for the new year well thank you minister for the clarity that you Thank brought you to that. <laughs> it's it's only because when we get to next week, we might feel like recording something, or we might not. Um, and as it is, it feels sort of scraping the barrel at the moment. So you know, by, <laughs> so... by the time next week, we won't be scraping; we'll be drilling down into the bottom of it and shaving bits of wood off. <laughs> we, will. Um, we will have given everything to the carol service. That's what we will have done. We. We do that, don't we, Joe? We're givers. We are. I often I give and give, even when people say no, Nick, stop giving. Please keep stop giving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Even when they're begging you to stop, they they do, and yet I give. Um, so I think I think we may we. So should we say a provisional Happy Christmas now? Yes, there's just a very provisional, not too happy, but moderately happy Christmas. If we can do it in that sort of tone. Okay. So that if that is the happy Christmas, it still suffices, but it's not over the top if there is then another podcast next week. Okay. So so it's a sort of happy Christmas but not very enthusiastically. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we are, everybody, and uh well, uh happy happy Christmas. Yeah, have a have a fairly good time. Yeah, whatever. 